into another train that was going somewhere else. That wasn't a kingdom train. And the people who went deliberately went on the other train, when they got to the end, they weren't at the right destination. They were wrong destination. But the kingdom train went on, and people arrived where they were meant to arrive in the kingdom of God. Now what struck me was this. The people that got off the train at a station because they were upset, all I saw them was wandering around the station for the rest of the time. They were wandering around. And I think that means people that have been disappointed and upset and offended but the Christians. And they were just wandering around this station forever. They were wandering around. They were part of the kingdom train, but actual fact, they stayed on the station. And the sense in my heart is they got to get back on the train and go to the destination. There were some people who got off the train, got another ticket, and went to a different destination, and it wasn't God's destination. So that's a dream I had. Okay, we're going to look at the keys of the kingdom. And I've got four or five I can release, and then there's some others that you can look at later. So this started about four or five years ago. I was in a, a church in Whiteinch in Scotland where we go every year. And I, w- I, I was speaking on the keys of the kingdom, slightly different than I am now. I understand it more. And I was speaking on these keys, and there was no physical keys, by the way. I just mentioned the keys that God was giving out, and people responded and came for the keys. Now, I just give them figuratively the key. I didn't give them a physical key. I give, now, every time I gave these people the key, it had a real effect on them. And I was, you know, I was, I was surprised. I give them a key, and they went, and that sort of thing. And that went on for quite a few things. And I could really sense a really heavy presence of God. But I didn't know what I'd done different or better to make it different. But people were really impacted. And I thought, I've heard. So we sat down at the end of the meeting, and this Ugandan lady came to me and said, do you know why it was so effective? I said, well, the presence of... No, she said, it wasn't just the presence of God. It was that angel that stood behind you, and he kept putting the keys inside of you. Now, I'd forgotten about it. That's four or five years ago. And I read a book recently, and it all came back again. So the permanent, I thought it was just for a meeting. I'm a bit slow. But it was permanent. So I'm carrying some keys of the kingdom, and so are you. What is a key? A key is just an authority. It's a means of authority. In do. So I'm going to just give you a couple of introductions. We've got this. Let me read my notes. Has it ever happened again? Yes, now I've gone through my memory. It happened when I was teaching on the School of Intercession in Romania. It was a different angel, but he did similar things. Other th- another one occasion that came back to me was there used to be a couple called Martin and Sue Clark. That's it, I can't remember. It's only better than I am. Here. And she, about this was, who, who knows how long ago, and she stood at the front and shared about this book, that this angel was in this book and how it really impacted her. And I saw in the spirit the same angel standing behind it when she shared it. And that's why it was so powerful in different things. So let's just look at the next one. We have the next slide. When we realize and talk about these things, we do have an enemy. We do have an enemy that will steal every key God's given you and will undermine your authority in the kingdom of God at any shape, any opportunity he has. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy and make you ineffective. Okay, let's look at the next one. Now, in in Matthew 16... Jesus asked the disciple a question. He said, 
Jesus asks him, who do you think I am? And Peter replies and identifies, you're the son of God. You're the son of God. We know that. So a few verses later, Jesus said to Peter, I give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose in earth shall be loosed in heaven. So the keys of the... I used to think there was one or two. I don't think that anymore. I think there's hundreds. There's hundreds. There's hundreds. And different people get different things in different things. In the Old Testament and in the New Testament, keys represent authority. Authority. God gives us authority to operate in certain areas. Now, we all have similar ones, but there's some that are different for us to operate it in. Keys represent various symbols. As long as man has had locks, they represent gateways, portals, doorways, access into unknown knowledge, mysteries, initiations, forbidden things, and lots of curious things. Uh, oof, this is... Uh, I've put down in my notes here that at a, at, um, at, um, at a camp a few years ago at Spitten Farm, right, where we had a camp, Spitten Farm, during the worship time, there was two angels in the meeting, and they were financial angels with financial keys. And I've just realized why well, I've got this. So we'll apply it later. In, in Luke, sorry, not Luke, Isaiah 22, 22, it refers to keys. It says the house of David, it's talking about the house of David and the keys of David, which in that context refer to authority of the steward. It's Isaiah 22, 22. So the steward was operating on behalf of the king. He had keys to unlock and operate on the king's authority. In, a, in Revelation 3.7, it refers to Jesus, and he has, says he has the keys to death and hell. Can we have the next slide? So a steward in the Old Testament had keys, and he could access things that nobody else could access, but he was operating on behalf of the master. And when we are operating and using keys or authority that God's given us, we're operating on, the, on behalf of the master. We're not operating to do our own thing. We're not operating to do just what we think. You cannot use a key or an authority in the kingdom unless it's got the same value up there. The same value. You see, you can't bind something on earth that isn't bound in heaven. But if you're operating in an authority and that's the same value as in heaven, then you have authority to use that key in prayer or whatever you want. You have authority. So what, when God has made a verdict in heaven and you're praying or whatever you're doing, and you're applying that verdict on earth, you've got authority. But because you think of a crazy idea, it doesn't mean you can operate that. It's got to be the same value as heaven. It's got to be heaven's verdict. Okay. Now, can we have the next one? This is one of the key things for this morning. This is one of the key things. Religion and legalism destroys the ability to receive revelation and insight. Jesus had uh, a conflict with the Pharisees and the law keepers and the experts of the law. And Jesus said this to them, you've taken away the key of knowledge. Now this is Jesus speaking, not Rodney Dow. You've taken away the key of knowledge. So through their lifestyle and the way they lived, they failed, Jesus says, you failed to enter the kingdom 
And even worse, you've blocked it up for other people to get in because of the way you live and what you teach. So these people, these uh, law people, these Pharisees, had better education than everybody else. They had insight that was better than everybody else. Their, their knowledge, their, everything about them, they had more. And what was, is supposed to happen, they were supposed to use that to help other people get into God and know him. But they misused it in their legalism and their law. And Jesus said, you've stopped people getting revelation and insight. I mean, this is Jesus speaking. They've taken it away. And some of us, including ourselves, came from backgrounds that had elements of this in it. We had elements of some good, some excellent things where, from my background, we were taught the word, the word, the word, waiting on God. All that was very good. But in some of our cases, we were taught in a way that made us so locked into the word, it inhibits us getting revelation from the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to apply that this morning now. So any of you who've had... That type of background, I think I'm free of it. I think I am, but I'm, I'm going to pray as well because there may be elements I don't know. So if, if you've had any background where you've been in a, in a system, a religious system or a Christian system that, co- that caused you to get locked into something and bound like the Pharisees did, I want you to stand. I'm going to pray and release that off you. Holy Spirit, we come before you this morning and we, we want to be people who have full access to revelation and insight that you want to bring us through life and through the Bible and through word. You want to bring that to us. And we just come now and we bring our hearts And we ask you, Holy Spirit, would you go through our hearts now and would you break off any element or influence that's still there that affects us and inhibits us getting the level of revelation that you want to bring to us. We break it off and we release ourselves into a new level of revelation and insight In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Right, we'll move on. Okay, I'll leave that. I'll move on. I want to apply. Okay, can we have the next one? The Holy Spirit is the one who directs us in these sort of things. We... You see, we can have a key or an authority, but we need to be listening to the Holy Spirit while we operate. It's not just on our behalf. We're operating on the heart of the Father. We're operating for Jesus here on earth. So we need to be in touch with the Holy Spirit in what we try and unlock or where we're using our authority. It's not willy-nilly. It's not willy-nilly. But it's actually much wider than I ever thought. Let me just look at my notes. See, everything, every time you and I operate in authority or a key for Jesus, we're actually bringing his, his coming nearer. We're actually operating in a way that's bringing Jesus his inheritance. Because Jesus' inheritance is the church and everything to do with it. So when we operate in authority or keys, we're actually aiding Jesus receiving his inheritance in us. Okay. Right, now, I'm going to start applying it now. 
applying it in some things. Okay, on the next one. As I've researched this, and I've been overwhelmed by the, the key to life is one of the major keys, if not the major, is forgiveness. You know, you know this, you operate in it, and then sometimes you get refreshed. It's like I spoke at Pershaw last week on the presence of God. And when I've researched the presence of God, I've been staggered how much is in there. There's 137 references in the Old Testament to the presence of God. And most of them are pause in his presence. Stop. Listen. And the 58 in the New Testament. So we have authority to tell people your sins are forgiven. Isn't that wonderful? We, we don't forgive the sin, but Jesus said, whatever sins you get rid of to the disciples have gone. We can operate on heaven's behalf. And when people respond to Jesus, we can say, do you know, your sins are forgiven. That's wonderful. Your sins are forgiven. And it's not our authority. We're operating on behalf of Jesus in what we're actually doing. It's wonderful. So I'm, I'm going to process forgiveness as the first key. So if you all want to stand on your feet, we're going to process this. Now, if it doesn't apply, just smile graciously. Don't be religious. But we're going to ask the Holy Spirit some questions. And then we'll, we'll apply some other things. So if you want to just close your eyes and relax. I've just remembered a visual aid I've got here. I forgot about. So I'll, I'll show that in a minute. Me orange. Let's, uh, let, you want to follow me? Holy Spirit, is there anyone I need to forgive? Now just pause, Something, somebody may come or something, and it may not. We're just clearing the way. Okay. Holy Spirit, what do I need to forgive them for? Now just pause and see. Now it could happen that the event or whatever happened is so deep you can't get, quite get hold of that. Well, that's okay. That's absolutely okay. It just means we need to process it another day. Oh, follow me then. Holy Spirit, I choose to forgive and you put under your breath what, what's involved or who's involved. And I choose to let them go. Jesus, I give to you the pain that was involved. And I ask you to release me from the pain or any resentment involved that I have in my heart. I choose to give it to you in Jesus' name. Jesus, would you release and cleanse me of any judgments I may have made because of this incident or person? And I choose to give it to you and I thank you that your victory on the cross can fully absorb this, heal and restore me. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let's stay on your feet. Let's move to the next one.
Let's ask this question. Holy Spirit, is there anything I need to forgive myself for? And just wait and see. to follow me. I now choose to forgive myself and receive Jesus' forgiveness as well. Jesus, I hand to you the pain that was involved in this. And I thank you, you can fully absorb it and set me free. Jesus, I ask you to release me from any self-judgments I may have made. I ask you to wash, cleanse, and release. And I ask you for a crop failure of every seed of judgment that I've sown into myself in every area that was involved I now receive your healing and restoration and I can go free in Jesus name Amen Right, you want to sit down for a minute we'll just process a little bit more Can we have the next slide, please? There's three things there. Affirmation, challenge, and release. And that's usually a process of life. If we look at Jesus as an example, in Luke 22, it says, the Holy Spirit came down in bodily form and rested on him. And a voice came from heaven saying, thou art my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. That's the Father affirming Jesus, who hadn't done any ministry or anything yet, but the Father was affirming him. So, I'm not going to do it today, but I looked through the scripture in modern translations, how many times God said he's pleased with us. I was staggered, the amount that's there. We were brought up in a background that said God could never be pleased with anybody, and it's a lie. Okay? The second part about that, in Luke 4.1, Jesus, being full of the Holy Spirit, was led into the wilderness. Notice he was full of the Holy Spirit. He was led into the wilderness. And then after that, it says he came out of the wilderness. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. So there was affirmation, challenge, and release and that's normally what happens in life and then the next thing he says in Luke 4.15 it says he, he returned to Galilee and his fame spread about and he ministered to people so that's the process Jesus went through now I'm going to demonstrate something this is what normally happens in life God gives you a revelation gives you an insight into an area of life where he wants you to grow. Okay? And what he whispers to you, what he speaks to you, there's, a, there's an authority in the word to start living it and start operating it. So God gives you insight, wisdom, and it's fresh and it's new to you. But what happens, this is what happens in life, you, you receive an authority, but This is not the right word, but it's like a baby authority. It needs to grow to its adult. Now, this is what happens. When you receive that authority, what happens? The enemy is like this, in front of your face. 
and he resists the grace that's being given to you. Notice it's grace. It's a new level of grace. And he resists that. And what happens, as you grow in that authority, he starts to go down like this. And then guess what? He becomes your footstool when you've fully operated. And that's a principle that happens mainly in life when you're receiving new revelation and insight. It resisted. Now, people talk about being attacked. I don't believe that's true. Because James doesn't say that. He says, submit yourself to God. Resist the enemy. You see, the enemy is resisting the authority and grace that God is putting into our lives. Because he knows his days are numbered. And he knows that if you operate in that, his kingdom goes down and Jesus' kingdom goes up. So when you first get it, it's like this. But as you learn to operate in it, it becomes your footstool. Okay. Right, I'll use my orange now. I forgot, I should have done this at the beginning, but I'm a forgetful person. Okay. You see, it's a, well, it's a satsuma, isn't it? That's the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of God, okay? And it's got lots of sections inside it. So if you open the kingdom of God up and look inside, what you actually get, there's lots of different sections and aspects inside the kingdom of God. There's lots of different sections. Now what we're looking at today is one little section. We're only looking at one little section. There are many more sections and parts of the kingdom of God which we're not touching, which I haven't got authority to speak on, but I have got authority to speak on this section in this one. So remember, the kingdom of God has lots of different aspects to it. Right. Now we're going to apply this. And I've got three or four things I believe I've got authority to apply into our lives. And actually, I've got another one here that came this morning. I, when I look at that, I feel a bit funny, but I just take it it was God. I don't know how he, he drops such 20 pps in front of me when I'm praying, but I'll have it. It's good. We're going to apply these, and then what we're going to do at the end, we're going to stop, pause for a second, and I've asked Sonia to play the, Sonia Vickers to play on the keyboard. Uh, I, was, I was trying to use a CD, but of course the, the modern laptops don't have a CD drive in them, so Sonia's helping us out. What we're going to do then, Sonia's going to play quietly in the background, and then we're going to ask the Holy Spirit, come and speak to you individually. And ask this question, Holy Spirit, what new authority or key do you want to release into my life today? Or do you want to reaffirm an authority or a key that I've already got that needs advancing? So it's either a new key or an old key. So we're going to pause and you're going to ask the Holy Spirit and then practically... This is only figuratively, they're not real. There's lots of different keys on here, different shapes, different sizes. And when you got up, the Holy Spirit has spoke to you, I want you to come over and choose a key and take it home with you as a prophetic reminder that God has releasing a new authority, a new key in my life today for me to grow in and operate in. And remember, as you grow and operate in, it will be resisted. Okay, so let's apply this. Now, this applies to everybody. Do you want to stand up? We're going to apply this one first of all. Do you want to put the, the next one up? Kindness. Kindness. This is the big one. We've got to learn to be a lot kinder to ourselves than we are. Jesus is never harsh like we are to ourselves. And some of us need to receive this very deeply. 
to be kind to ourselves. You know, one of the fruits of peace is kindness. Kindness. But we need to be kind to ourselves. So this one, put your hand on your heart. Jesus, we come to you this morning and we ask you that you would release to every heart and every life here the gift of the key of kindness, that we could receive the key of kindness to ourselves. So just pause and receive. Pause and receive. Pause and receive. The key of kindness. The key of kindness. And Holy Spirit, I just anoint these keys now. I anoint these keys. I anoint these keys to operate in daily life that we are the kindness of Jesus to ourselves. And just receive that. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that as we learn to be kind to ourselves from the heart of Jesus, we can release new dimensions of being kind to other people. So we just bring that to a fresh ability, kindness to others, kindness to others. Is that, that thinking? Okay, you want to sit down just for a second. I'll explain the next one. Another couple to go. Now, in, in, in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9 to the end of the chapter, it talks about God revealing the deep things. In the Greek, it says the divine sniffer dog, the Holy Spirit, brings from the depths of us what's hidden but what's good and brings it to our consciousness. So we're partly going to pray into that, and at the same time, we're going to pray for something else. With some of us, we are wordy people in a good sense. We like the word, we like this, and the, And some of us are more visionary, more pictorial, more uh, visionary, that's the thing. And they're just all they are are different wavelengths. So we're going to pray this morning and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to join the wavelengths up a bit. So if you're a very wordy, you can get more visionary and picture. And if you're more picture, you can get more wordy. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is that clear enough? Yeah? Okay, let's do it then. So just bring your heart before lovely Jesus now. Now you know in your heart which way you, you lean. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's good to lean one way. But Holy Spirit, we come to you this morning and we, we thank you. Some of us are more wordy than others and that's good. And some of us are more picture than others. And that's good too. But Holy Spirit, we ask you to release into each one of us dimensions of what we lack. That you would release in us this morning an ability, if we're wordy, to see more picture. And if we're picturing, to get more wordy. And we join them together now. 
and we receive the key of insight and revelation in new areas and new ways. Now, just let that get right deep into you. Put your hand on your heart. Hand on your heart. Father, I release into every heart and every life a new key, a new authority for the word and the pictorial to come closer together and be a greater effect in revelation. And I also release from the depths of people's being here, I release a fresh ability for the divine sniffer dog to sniff in the depths of our being and bring into our consciousness those treasures that are in us that have not been released and not understood as yet. So we go to the depths of our being and we release in Jesus' name. We release in Jesus' name. We release the prayers, the Bible study, the insight, the discipleship and every aspect of life. We bring it from the depths into the consciousness. And Father, we pray in these coming days our level of understanding of who we are in Jesus will be revolutionized because we'll see and understand the depth of God that's in us. And we call out the depths of God into every heart and every life to be in greater consciousness, understanding, insight, and release a fresh godly authority in all our lives. And we say thank you now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Okay, let's do the financial one. I wasn't planning on this, but I think it's a seed. It's a seed. Let me pause. How are we going to... Whew. There's something extra on this. How are we going to do it? Okay, put your hands out in front of you. Hands out in front of you. Holy Spirit, you've brought to us a visual aid of a 20p. It's not my understanding, it's not my cleverness. But if there's something in the financial area of keys you want to release this morning. So, Father, we hold out our hands before you. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, fill these hands with the financial keys that you want to bring. Whatever they're for, bring them now. We reach out and we receive. Now, just receive. Receive this one. There's more. Uh, there's a real anointing on this. Just receive. I'm going on fire inside. Receive. 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 Authority, keys, financial, for whatever you're facing. We receive them now from heaven. We receive them now from heaven. And we receive insight and understanding how to operate from heaven's way of looking at things. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just keep receiving. It's not finished. It's not finished. Just keep receiving. It's not finished. Just keep receiving. Now we'll just finish off. Put your hand on your po on your pocket. If you've got a wallet in there, put your hand on your wallet. If you haven't, just pretend you have. Holy Spirit, we ask you to fill these wallets. We ask you to fill these wallets and give us insight and wisdom how to be a blessing to those around us. 
so that it's not just for our own faith, it's to be a blessing and demonstrate the kingdom of God. Thank you, Jesus. Fill these wallets. Fill them up with lots of notes. Lots of notes. Fill them up with no big, notes so big we haven't seen them before. Maybe you haven't seen a 50 or 100 note, pound note before. I've seen one once. Fill them up. Fill them up. Okay, we'll leave it. This, I think I'll do this last one. Now, this one won't apply to... You want to sit down? This last one is an unusual one, but it won't apply to everyone, but it'll apply to some particularly intercessory people. Now, when I was praying about this, this word came to me, strip the will on. I thought, oh, man, what on earth does that mean? So I did a bit of research, and strip the willow, its original context, they took the, the willow sticks and they stripped the bark off to see what was underneath and use what was underneath effectively. So this one is to an ability, it's a key to be able to even like see a twig and be able to strip the outside off and see what's inside. So if you're an intercessor, you don't want to go by what's on the outside, you want the heart ability to strip the outside off and see what's really going on. Okay, so we'll apply that. Um, Possibly won't apply to everybody, but if it applies to you, stand up and we'll, we'll impart it. Strip the willow. Intercessors, mainly. Okay, put your hands out. Holy Spirit, I thank you for these people who've got intercessory hearts. And put your hand on your heart now. I release to them the authority and the key to be able to strip the outside down and see what's really underneath, what really matters. So they're praying about the, the core of the issue, not the superficial outside. I release it to them now. So just receive now. Receive receive ability to strip the willow and to see what's on the inside and pray about the real issue, not the superficial bark that's on the outside. So we just impart that now in Jesus' name. So just pause and receive. Pause and receive. Okay, if you want to sit down. There is one more key, but I I'm, I'm don't feel comfortable in doing that yet, and it's to do with the release of people who've died early on their destiny, how a family cannot become them, but can pick up aspects of the destiny that hasn't been fulfilled and release it. But I'm not ready to do that. So what we're going to do now, if Sonia will come and tinkle on the piano... Chain, oh, chains. Good, it's a good thing. Yeah, this is why you need each other. Chains. I saw in the worship Jesus with a load of chains, a chain with lots of keys on it. I don't know what the keys were. He had a, a long chain, and there was probably hundreds of keys on this chain. But what I did see, we had to go and take the key. We had to actually go and pick the key. We had to go and pick it. It didn't just fly out the air and us. We had to actually go and get it. Okay, so what we're going to do now is Sonia plays. These are just pitch. Oh, by the way, if you want a copy of the pictures and the notes, there's a dozen copies there. So what we're going to do now, I'm going to pray, ask the Holy Spirit just to settle our hearts. And you just ask the Holy Spirit a question. Holy Spirit... Is there any keys or authority that you want to freshly release in my life? Or is there an old, something where you've had authority but it's gone a bit dusty and you want to operate? 
And when you get insight, and if you don't get insight, don't worry about it. It's okay. It's absolutely okay. But I would expect most will get insight. And when you've done that, you're going to choose a key, and the key isn't magic, by the way. It's just a picture to help you. So, Holy Spirit, we release our hearts now. We release revelation and insight where you want to bring new authority. You want to give us a key to operate on Jesus' behalf. And Father, we ask you to anoint our choices. Daddy's thrilled when you make a choice because he's whispered something in your heart and you make a choice to go and get your key and pick it up. So let's just pause now and take your time. And if it reels two to three, you can be greedy and take two or three. It's between you and the Holy Spirit now. Okay? So off you go. Just take your time. The different shapes and different sizes of keys, just to make it that it really make real they're not all the same. They're not all the same.
Okay, stay seated, just hold your key up, hold it up, or keys. Now quietly in your own heart, say thank you Jesus for this new key, this new authority. Jesus, we thank you that you want the kingdom of God to expand through ordinary people like us. And we thank you, you release keys and levels of authority for us to operate on behalf of heaven down here on earth. Holy Spirit, would you give us insight, wisdom and understanding how to grow in this, how to operate in this, and how to see the kingdom of God increase. In Jesus' name, amen. There's one little thing Henry's just mentioned to me. This won't apply to everybody, but it might apply to some to do with financial keys. So I'm just going to say a couple. If this applies to you, stay sat down. But we're going to pray anyway to be on the safe side. Okay? Uh, Henry just mentioned to me, if we have been affected by a poverty spirit, it may inhibit us from receiving in the area of finance. It may do, it may not. may not be a problem, may not be an issue. So if you want to just close your eyes... I'm just going to pray and release that off anybody who it affects. Jesus, we come to you this morning, and if any of our hearts have been affected by a poverty spirit in any shape or any form, or it's a wound or a characteristic of our heart, we ask you now to come and break that off us and release us into the fullness and understanding of kingdom finance. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Rodney. Let's thank Rodney. Wow. <laughs> Hiya, Oscar. <laughs> He's obviously finished work, finished doing his surgery. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, what a morning. Wow. Thank you. So good. And, and it doesn't stop right now. If you have to go, we'll let you go. Um, but if you can stay for just time to, to be with 